Hello and welcome to Inclusion Europe Radio. Ambitions. Right. Belonging. Welcome everyone to another episode of Inclusion Europe Radio. Today I'm here with Valerie Van Hees and we're going to talk about inclusive mobility. Hello, Valerie. Hello. Hi. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much for being here. We're very excited to talk about this. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. I'm uh, Valerie Van Hees and I'm uh, the coordinator of the Support Center for Inclusive Higher Education in Flanders, Belgium, the Flemish community. And uh, I'm working now for 20 years in uh, higher education. But uh, for now, it's important to say that the Support Center for Inclusive Higher Education is a unique cooperation between the Flemish government, the Ministry of Education and Training, and uh, the university associations in Flanders. So we are supporting both uh, the Ministry of Education, the Flemish government, but also the universities um, in, in the Flemish community in implementing equity and inclusion measures. So it's a uh, great opportunity to are in a uh, bridging position in which you can support both policymakers, but also practitioners in the field who are supporting students with disabilities on a daily basis. That is very interesting. How long have you been doing this? Uh, the Support Centre for Inclusive Higher Education was founded in 2009. It was the moment where Belgium ratified the UN Convention on Persons with Disabilities. And then, at that moment, our Flemish government decided that there should be a structure in uh, supporting higher education institutions um, towards implementing the UN Convention uh, in higher education. So that's uh, since 2009 that SIHU uh, exists in the field. And um, I can say that the last... 10 years we, we have been working uh, more and more on the topic also of inclusive mobility. That's fantastic. I'm very happy to hear that. Before we go into the topic of uh, inclusive mobility, let's just discuss mobility in general. Can you tell us a little bit about what mobility is and how it benefits people overall? Um, yeah, we have seen that uh, there are a lot of uh, benefits uh, to go abroad and that uh, yeah, people uh, acquire a lot of um, skills and, and uh, languages and, and a lot of uh, benefits of, of going abroad. Um, but we also have seen that it's a very important step for uh, students with uh, disabilities because um, it gives them really more confidence and also it gives them really insight in um, yeah, their disabilities and um, they see that it's um, important to move boundaries as well and, and to know and to learn more about themselves and their disabilities. So that's, I think, a very important topic uh, on that. That's right. It is a very important topic. I believe that mobility is incredible and it enriches anybody's life. And uh, I cannot wait to hear more about how exactly it helps people with disabilities. Um, but for now, can you share with us any statistics of how many students with disabilities get to participate in mobility programs every year or whatever you have? Yeah, that's a very difficult question because what we have seen, we have um, 
Yes, surveyed a lot of uh, countries across the European higher education area and we see that the definitions of disabilities are scattered, uh, different and that even um, yeah, not, not much countries are monitoring the participation of, of students with disabilities. So it's very difficult to say how much students with disabilities um, are participating in mobility programs. But what we, we have seen is that if you, for example, look at um, the Erasmus program and and uh, students with disabilities can also um, apply for a special needs uh, fund to, to cover some of the access costs that they are having um, in, in their mobility uh, periods. And then, uh, yeah, then we see that the percentage is uh, very, very low, that only 0.80% of, of uh, students are students with uh, special needs grants uh, on that topic. And um, it's a little bit pity that the yeah, the numbers are stagnating the last 10 years. So that's uh, important to know that um, there's a real problem uh, on the participation of uh, students with disabilities because in our research, we focused not only on students with disabilities who went abroad, but we also focused on uh, students with disabilities who are enrolled in higher education. And then we learned that a lot of students are really interested uh, to go abroad. So that means that, um, yeah, we should take more action um, to facilitate that students with disabilities uh, yeah, participate in mobility programs. So, I agree. Do you think this is a matter of a lack of um, information about it or a fear of the unknown? Uh, we have seen and it. What, what was interesting is that we have um, examined from the different perspective that there were uh, five main areas with barriers uh, for students with disabilities to participate um, in, in mobility programs. For example, we saw that there's a uh, yeah, lack of regulations on um, the support services offered, on inclusion strategies. Uh, not all the countries are supporting students with disabilities to go abroad, for example, in, in, in the legislation and in the inclusive mobility strategies. But we foremost also saw that a lot of information offered on the information provision and promotion on mobilities is, uh, is not accessible and doesn't reach, uh, reach even uh, students with disabilities. They, uh, some students testify that they never heard about Erasmus program and disabled students and so on. So that's an important topic. I think that indeed information provision is lacking not only at a higher education level, but also at a national governmental and, and national agency level. Um, but we also saw that there were barriers in um, grants and applications that that was also not accessible or complicated. But for most that there was also a lack in transportability of, of support services to go abroad and that it's really hindering uh, students uh, with disabilities uh, to go abroad because if there are not support services available uh, in the destination country, yeah, then students will not, not leave and will not go on a mobility abroad. And also we saw that uh, a lack of supported daily life, of student life, is also a barrier that is hindering um, yeah, students with disabilities to, to go abroad. It's not always also that the yeah, universities abroad are um, recognizing automatically the student with disabilities and are automatically taking over the reasonable adjustment. So we, we have seen an, an, um, yeah, barriers at, at different levels, not only in information provision, but also when going abroad and so on. There's also a lack of awareness and 
cooperation between the different stakeholders. So that's also a very important topic to make mobilities more inclusive. There should be more awareness on the barriers, challenges, but also on the benefits for students with disabilities. And um, yeah, cooperation in realizing the support, that's, uh, that's very important. Definitely. That's very interesting. So many angles to look at for this particular topic. So um, inclusive mobility basically means that we include everybody and um, we give a chance to people with disabilities to go abroad and experience mobility programs. What are the inclusive mobility projects that you implement and how do you think they help students with intellectual disabilities? Yeah. Um it's important to the, the definition that you mentioned on what's what's inclusive mobility we indeed and, and one important word is that it's really also a needs-based approach so that's what we really believe and that was a definition that was created by the inclusive mobility alliance it's important that a needs-based approach and so that each stakeholders looks at the individual case what the student needs so also what the students with intellectual disabilities needs or students with mental health uh, uh, issues uh, or students with uh, hearing impairment. So that's really important that even also in some categories of disabilities that the needs are very different. And that's um, important to look at the needs-based approach. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, a little bit also why we first uh, undertook the EPFIME project. And that's really the project focusing on, on disabilities and clear indicators on what each stakeholder could do to realize uh, inclusive mobilities uh, for uh, students uh, with disabilities. Um, but um, next to the project really focusing on students with disabilities, we also have a um, project PLA for SIMP, who is focusing more on inclusion at large, because we also believe that um, higher education institutions uh, need to install really a sustainable approach, not only for disabilities, but they have to take a holistic approach on how inclusion uh, can be tackled also in uh, mobility programs. And that's why we are focusing also on, on the barriers of other uh, disadvantaged uh, students. And the main focus in, in the second project where we are focusing on inclusion measures at large, not only for students with disabilities, but also developing resources uh, that makes all mobility programs more inclusive uh, for all students. That is very important and I'm very happy to hear it uh, because as we previously briefly mentioned, mobility offers so much and it's really beneficial for everybody who participates. Uh, so can we talk about that a little bit? What do you think are the main uh, motivators and advantages of mobility programs for people with disabilities in particular? The, the motivators that we saw are the same. They also have um, yeah, the wish to go abroad, to, to um, learn new skills, to learn new people. Um, so, so all the yeah, advantages that have been seen in the Erasmus Impact Study also apply uh, to students with, with disabilities. And that's, I think, very important because also in the, the focus groups that we did with, for example, um, yeah, the policy officers or inclusion officers, they are often thinking, no, it's not for students with disabilities. They should not go. It's, it's maybe not safe. Uh, so they have a lot of barriers in perception. But if we look at the students themselves, they are really engaged uh, to go. And we see also the same 
advantages that that other students have so that's also important to know that the benefits um, are really also the, the same for um, for students uh, with disabilities so that's i think an, a very important topic that is mentioned yeah in addition uh, what we saw uh, next to because you know as you say that uh, advantages are there for uh, mobilities higher academic and employment achievement increased language skills personal confidence and personal development but when we see at, at students with disabilities they really also testified about a more normalized self-perception making them feel more similar to their peers and i think that's really um, yeah, an amazing thing that that should be offered to students with disabilities. Uh, that opportunity. Definitely, definitely. I'm very happy that uh, that you guys work for that. Uh, it's really important. You mentioned the difficulties that some students might uh, face, and that they will need special support um, in their mobility so that they can enjoy it, so that they can experience all the benefits to the fullest. Uh, what are some ways that they can uh, receive support in their mobility. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Can we elaborate? Um, yeah, what's, what's very important is, I think, that uh, what, what I mentioned, support services are crucial when you go abroad, that you also receive the support that you need, the needs-based approach that I, I was uh, saying. So there must be an, an, uh, an important um, investigation if that will be the case. And so it's also starting in, in, in the application process that it's important to do a needs assessment on what, what needs the students and what can be offered abroad. And uh, is that matching? Otherwise, we, we have to search for extra support or extra measures or another destination, for example. So that's, that's really important. And what, what we see is that um, it's really important that um, the costs are covered because what we, we have seen, for example, is that preparatory visits are very crucial for students uh, with disabilities because they, it's given them the opportunity to, to go already abroad and investigate and discuss there uh, what's possible for support and also to look at the concrete situation on what will be uh, yeah, really important in that city, in that country, uh, for that students also at that campus, and that uh, those processes are uh, funded. And what what we see is it's important that national agencies, for example, or ministries of education, and not uh, Erasmus programs, uh, yeah, give some incentives and funding for to to cover those preparatory visits, but also that um, yeah a, a person can assist uh, the students to go in that preparatory visit. So that's also important that it's not only focusing on on the direct cost of students, but sometimes also of direct costs that are there for um, to have the personal assistance uh, to be there as well. And what we see important is that, yeah, the the trans the support services and and grants are transportable. That so that yeah, we can realize abroad uh, also the the support services. So that's are the most important topics that uh, top up grants and so on are giving uh, to students with disabilities uh, to motivate and, and to, to allow them to have a qualitative experience abroad. And very important, we also find it in the inter-institutional agreements between universities that it's that there should be a close on that the reasonable adjustments are ensured and that they have the same opportunities of even more abroad than uh, they have at uh, the home institution so that are agreements that that should be made and facilitated by the different stakeholders
thank you for uh, sharing that with us. All this information is very important to uh, be aware of for anyone interested in uh, mobilities, but I think also for uh, institutions who might want to help support students with disabilities in their mobilities as well. Uh, but when it comes to after the application process has, is done, after the mobility has uh, started, what happens with the inclusion of students there? Um, obviously, it's a, an environment that's very new with um, foreign students from so many different countries. What are some ways to improve inclusion of students with disabilities in student mobility projects? Yeah, I think what's what's important uh, is that the yeah the universities where they are going um, yeah that they are ensure an inclusive destination and it's really important that uh, students uh, also have support in, in in student life just support from from peace and 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 yeah have um, making new friends and that that's uh, also yeah a little bit. Um, encouraged and, and supported as well but also that um, really the support in daily life and student housing uh, personal assistance and so on that that is also really ensured so it's really looking at at transport housing campus life uh, peer support social life and that's what uh, students pointed out that sometimes the support in everyday life necessities is is, is lacking i see uh, are there any countries that you have noticed are better at it than others? Um, I think we, we have seen that uh, a lot of countries are starting up the process and are very interested. And that was also when we launched our final outputs last week. We had more than 600 um, attendees and that, that's uh, highlighting that all the countries, I think, across Europe want to work on this important topic. I think there are countries like also the Flemish community who has already inclusion um, at a central place in its uh, internationalization strategy from 2030 uh, onwards. So that's, that's a very long tradition, but we also still can learn. So I think um, most countries still have to learn. And that was also why we did this project uh, on this topic, because um, yeah, there was a lack of information about what is possible for students with disabilities? Uh, mm -hmm. I see. But we tackled, I think, in the inclusivemobility.eu project by, by making, for, for example, a platform on inclusive mobility where the different stakeholders can uh, register information about support services. Um, both ministries of education were saying, if you are coming to my country, you can expect that. And if you are going abroad, you can expect that. And also national agency will register their um, support towards students with fewer opportunities. And also universities are doing this. That is very important. And I think it is good that we can see more and more uh, countries and institutions work towards that goal. Of course, there's a long way to go still. Uh, finally, where can students with disabilities find more information about mobility opportunities? Because as you said, a lot of the time, they're not even aware that this is a possibility for them. They've never heard of programs like that. So we want to spread the word. We want them to know that this is a possibility. They can receive support and uh, they can do it. They can go abroad. So where can we find more information about mobility opportunities for students with disabilities? That that's a, a, gr a great topic that we realized, I think, with our project that we made one single contact point in a certain sense. We have developed a platform inclusivemobility.eu. It was uh, yeah, for most a cooperation with uh, the Erasmus Student Network, who, for example, had already the platform mapped and now that 
it is elaborated and um, now the inclusivemobility.eu platform serves as an, a unique central point to find all information about inclusive mobility and as mentioned for different stakeholders so for students foremost but also for higher education institutions national agencies um, and also ministries of education and um, what's great about it that you can find detailed information about uh, strategies, uh, support services of higher education institutions, but also of ministries of education. But we also, for example, mentioned information uh, about mobility opportunities. What's, what is Erasmus? What are the advantages uh, to go abroad? Uh, and also, finally, very important, also some testimonies from other students who went abroad and who are telling about their experience. And we believe that it's really important to have also some ambassadors who can encourage uh, students and and mm. tell about what um, the study abroad did with them and uh, yeah encourage other students to do as well so um, i think that's really the 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 platform to go for students with disabilities it is really my hope that more and more people especially people with disabilities will have the opportunity to go abroad my two exchanges that I've done definitely changed my life in more ways than I could have imagined before I embarked on that journey. Uh, so my wish is that people will just get to experience this beauty that cultural exchange can be. Uh, do you have anything else that you would like to share? It's, it's really important that we make a shared ownership on, on inclusive mobility and that each stakeholder feels involved and that each a stakeholder acknowledge that uh, they can make a change on it by providing correct information by by a lot of topics taking together and cooperate uh, together on it and for most spreading the message that students with disabilities really want to go abroad and uh, if they go abroad that they have a lot of benefits uh, of it and yeah maybe we can share that positive message on uh, on mobility Exactly. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with Inclusion Europe Radio. Thank you very much. It was uh, our pleasure to uh, bring uh, important work on the topic of uh, inclusive mobility. And thank you for the opportunity. Of course. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in for this episode of Inclusion Europe Radio. Make sure to follow us for more episodes in the future. Ambitions. Right. Belonging.